Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Mark We certainly do. Welcome to episode 168 of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. This is the Mark birthday episode. Oh! I am your host, Sarah D. Bunting, and I am here with your other host, Mark Blankenship. Happy birthday and hello. Oh, thank you. One year closer to the tomb. (laughs) Teetering on the edge of the grave. (laughs) I don't know why we're using that accent and not a uh, more chicken fried selection. Well, honey, we Um, all got to go sometime. (laughs) Jeez, this is your your chance, Mark, to tell us what we're listening to today. Oh, my God. Okay, so because this episode is dropping on my actual birthday, December 9th, and we've already done an episode about the song that was number one the day I was born, which was Sheik's La Freak, which we recorded, I think, like episode 11. It was like a long fucking time ago. Yeah. Um, I just decided that this would be a good time to indulge some of my country music preferences. Uh, and we've brought it up already in the previous episode of this show, but I recently, along with Sarah, dove into the country music documentary that Ken Burns created for PBS. It's sensational. And one of the things that today's subject, Reba McIntyre, says about herself is that she never once was able to cross over because of her accent and the type of music that she makes. Which means if you listen to Reba McIntyre, you cannot front like you were listening to pop music. You were listening to country, (laughs) K-U-N-T-R-Y music. Reba McIntyre is a showwoman. She is spangles and high heels and big hair. She is also an incredible singer who tells stories of everyday people going through sometimes everyday circumstances, but makes it sound like these circumstances matter. She oversings half of the words in her catalog. Half? She puts <laughs> she puts crazy fucking vowel sounds on everything. Yeah. Re- Reba is I adore her so much and she is actually one of the 10 most successful country artists of all time according to Billboard. She has had 60 top 10 hits on the country chart and she is I think an uncrossable bridge for people who do not like country music if you don't like country music you need to stick with dolly who is also an angel on the earth as we've described but for me sometimes all i fucking want is reba's over the top melodramatic beautifully sung theatrics uh i just adore her and she is a drag queen in all of the best ways but she backs that shit up with vocal prowess and storytelling panache. And that all brings us to the song I've chosen today, which is her cover of Bobby Gentry's song, Fancy. And as far as I am concerned, it does not matter that Bobby Gentry sang this song first because it belongs to Reba now. Uh, For those of you who do not know, Fancy is a story song told from the perspective of a woman whose mother forced her to go become a high-class hooker because there was not enough money for everyone in the family to eat. So Fancy, the lead character, got turned out to hook her way to the top, and then she succeeds, and then she doesn't feel bad about it, 
because she's got everything she could ever want and she is the top queen bitch. So here, singing unapologetically about how she used that good cooch to get everything she could ever want is Reva McIntyre and Fancy. world there's a lot of self-righteous hypocrites they call me bad and criticize mama for turning me out no matter how little we had but no i ain't had to worry about nothing from now on 15 years well i can still hear the desperation in my poor mama's voice ringing in my ears Oh my God, Sarah, I feel like I'm having like a slightly out of body experience. It's so great. It's just the the background vocalists and their gospel howling, the electric guitars that were not there in the original version, but Reba knew we needed them. That the backing the, vocals come in to underline the fact that she was pouring tea in a hotel suite. Like yeah. before that, like people are fucking <laughs> turning their children out and dropping dead. <laughs> so much happens in this but one when song. Did the backup I know. singers show up. Like, oh, well, she's a tea courtesan. <laughs> yes, she was. What? <laughs> Where it's the true. fuck have you been? Yeah. The baby almost died. And they're like, oh, the baby died. I don't give a fuck. But now she got a townhouse flight. Yes, she does. I said I would. <laughs> like, I just fucking love this song. That. Oh. is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hilarious is correct. It is hilarious. <laughs> I was completely, I don't think I'd ever heard the whole thing the whole way through. And I have to say, Qua song, like this came out in what, 90, 89? Yeah, it was a, it was a single in 1990 on the country and charts it for Reba. Sounds, I mean, the same way that song, pop songs from around that time can sound a little um, cheap. And t- like ticky tack on the like orally <laughs> that sound yes. like wah, 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 wah. this is also <laughs> like if she set out to write a parody of every aspect of a big hat country country song, she hit everything. She hit yep. the like cr- kind of crisappy sounding twangy get steel at the beginning there's like all of a sudden backup singers who are like let me just emphasize that she was a tea courtesan yes she was unbelievable like this story is just like the uh, like there is a lot of um profound wretchedness in country music because and they sort of get into this in um the Ken Burns docuseries that these, these, these circumstances were not over the top to the people who were hearing these, were hearing these songs. This was reality. Like people were actually eating dirt for lunch in an Appalachian holler. And it sounds parodic to perhaps to a more, um, to a like northeastern ear that was not born in the 30s but this shit happened even still this sounds like a parody of that 
parodic aspect of like, well, the thing is that I'm sick and I'm about to die and the baby's about to starve. So I'm going to need you to put on the (laughs) Ne Plus Ultra of (laughs) down-to-fuck outfits. And (laughs) also, I mean, it's clear to me what is happening in the song. The mom is like, look. This is the only way for you to get out. So yes, here's the dress. Here's the locket. You got to go. The locket that says, to thine own self be true. Why not, Shakespeare? Why not? <laughs> and yeah, because the mother is... And what is... the fuck does that have to do with anything? The mom told her to be a sex but worker. I think I've always interpreted Who's it as... Who's self-free being true to? But I've always interpreted it as, don't believe that because you are selling your body, that your body is worthless. Oh, like, okay. you have a you have an undeniable, inalienable self, and this is a situation that we're in because we're poor as shit, and I can't help you anymore, and you have to go, and I love you, and it breaks my heart, but go spread it. Yeah, and, and but don't forget. Like, and then Mama died, and I ain't been back. Like, whoa. Yeah, the the welfare people came to take the baby. Mama died. We and don't I know. Like, ha- she's never been reunited with the sister. And I am also unclear. Like, I think that it is actually. I mean, it's a very like Bobby Gentry thing to write this and be like, "Look, I had to eat, and now I eat, and I have Fuck a y'all. staff and multiple homes." I fucking dare you to judge me. I'll stab you with a high heel. Like, uh, fine. Yes. Into it. Yes. Here's where you lose me a little bit. (laughs) Just a little bit. Is I don't understand even having watched the video several times. Like (laughs) The video. She she spends her last few dollars. And I've listened to the song several times. She spends her last few dollars on this um, suggestive attire. But I don't understand what happens. Like, eventually some guy comes along and the video makes it, like, leads us to believe that, like, basically she went to the end of the driveway and waited for somebody who wanted to pay for sex to drive by in the country. Like, what? It's just yeah, it's never at the clear, end of like... the driveway with her cardboard suitcase in her <laughs> hooker outfit. Like, anyone? Anyone? And, and it was never clear, like, was this prearranged? Did Mama, like, yes. walk down to the town and find a phone and call and say, my baby's a virgin and she needs to get the hell out of here? Yeah, or, or she, like, who p- knows? put up, like, one of those little tear-off sheets on a bulletin board that was like, for a good time, call Fancy. You'll have to give her a <laughs> ride in more ways than one. We've got no car. We've got no food. We've got no hope. 555-0143. Like, how... Like, just between Mama being like, you know, don't don't fuck this up, as it were, and her becoming, like, the star sex worker um, who has multiple homes and is a badass, it's just a little unclear how she actually gets from the one-room shack to the city with the hotel suite. Like, I, I'm, not, but- I'm not clear on that. I have a lot of questions. But it, it gives the song so much uh, flavor to to imagine for ourselves the chain of events that led to owning not one home but two. Oh yeah. God! And you know, and you what were, was that? Um, more? What was that? Like closing? Like? <laughs> yeah, seriously. And she just comes well, and, in and brings like a huge like satin backpack of <laughs> money. <laughs> here's like here's a bunch of sweaty fives. 
count them out until you've got enough. Yeah. I'll be back here. Go make me a grilled I, cheese. I brought you some rubber gloves. Okay. So the video... <laughs> the video is a journey. <laughs> so one of the things that is so fucking great about the music video is that it is a she expands reba expands in the video upon the narrative so in the beginning there's a spoken word segment where rich fancy dressed all in black and wearing the world's largest sunglasses and the world's biggest bouffant hairdo comes back to the house where she was raised and visits and sings the song while walking around in the house and the ghost of her mother's there and then at the end you learn that she has turned it into a home for orphan girls runaways and it's like, run away right um and at one point she actually says spoken word okay, it's all right mama, mama. i, I understand, understand. <laughs> and there's a thing where the locket keeps showing up like she finds it she had thrown yeah, it down it's on like the floor in, the in changeling anger changeling when the wheelchair like appears at the top of the stairs i was like wait yes is this a horror movie like it's coming like, from inside the shack why is this she happening? had thrown the locket down in anger when she was going off to be a whore but she then discovers that her mother had hidden the locket in a sideboard <laughs> when she goes back to the empty house she finds it she's very moved i mean it's like the best connie selica tv movie ever it, I had Danielle Steele TV movie, but that's absolutely what Connie Selica would have been in. And it's and just so, like, the reds are so, like, the lipstick looks so cheap. And then classic 1990, like, <laughs> Mama um, gets her this dress and the shoes and the locket and all this and, like, carefully puts her lipstick on her. But then she does nothing with the hair. Like, she just lets the hair air dry. <laughs> like um dear video director the song specifically says that she curled her hair for her you gotta yeah, do that's something true. with it this is a country song it can't just sit there <laughs> get an iron and make some magic i, know. I don't know like, what, else what is she you. going to the further festival to pick up tricks i don't think so i can't believe so, i even remembered what the further festival is somebody <laughs> kill me I actually don't know what that is. What is that? Uh, it's the like post Jerry Garcia Grateful Dead. Oh, like there's shit. a lot of hacky sack and Bob Weir adjacent. Yeah, and art. soy molded into the shape of a chicken drumstick. Yes, sure. Uh, one thing I do want to add: you were touching on it before that country music tells stories that are often rooted in reality. I think that what makes Reba so wonderful is that she. Well, a couple of things. One, she actually started her career as a as a rodeo queen. Like she rode yeah. anim- she rode and roped animals in a rodeo before she started this career. So like Homegirl did not like grow up in a townhouse flat and decide to be a country singer. And th- I think that that showmanship of the rodeo probably impacted her entire career. And she sings these songs and there are a lot of wink wink funny funny country songs like the big and rich song save a horse ride a cowboy where <laughs> the the puckish humor is the point but oh, reba yeah. mcintyre reba mcintyre does not joke around no she is she has joy she wants to put on a show she wants to entertain you sense of humor she, mm, uh, not here i wouldn't i think wouldn't that, that well that's what i i think that her sense of humor is bigger 
than any one joke. It's she like not unlike Dolly Parton, she has created this entire world of performance. Like it's so big that you can't even grasp it. And she her whole shtick is that she just sells everything to you. It's so over the top, but it, she means it so much that like Reba McIntyre, you cannot you cannot go more over the top than Reba, Reba has gone. She starts so far over the top that she's back around. Well, and, and I just find that so I fucking really captivating. Know, I don't really know that much about her personally or if she's one of those like famous people that has been so famous for so long that if you like tried to I don't know, not joke around with her about stuff, but if we like did a riff about fancy or like, you know, an entire album of fancy songs or like the fancy um that like fancy franchised a bunch of cat houses in nevada or something like that i don't know if she would find that amusing or go with it but i feel like she would like i feel like this is someone who she like for a song like this you actually really have to commit a hundred percent and not wink at it because there's so much in it that you just have to be like okay i'm not gonna look down because everything is happening but I Here's do the reason think I that think if that we were she, like, oh. well, why don't you brand uh, like fancy condoms? That she'd be like, hmm, and then she'd write it down, and she wouldn't be mad. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like she's she'd not a think dumb about person. It. She would give it its due process. And here's the reason I think that you're right that Reba wouldn't mind is that she's never once tried to sell that uh, sense of venerated authenticity that some country musicians try to sell you ever despite the fact that she has those authentic roots she has always sold the show and i think when which you sell dolly the also show does. oh which dolly does it which takes shania twain does cheap <laughs> exactly yeah garth garth brooks sells the show shania sells the show a lot of country musicians carrie underwood sells the show and mm-hmm. they there's like a lot of people in country music have really figured out how to give you things that feel real without giving away themselves. And I think that appreciating the precision of the show is one of the reasons that she's so enjoyable. And every time that I have ever seen her interviewed, she always seems like she's having a good time. And there is this fabulous clip of her being inducted, I believe, into the Country Music Hall of Fame where Dolly Parton is singing uh, a little tribute to her. And then in the middle says, Reba, get your ass up here. You don't get to sit down there. So then <laughs> Reba gets up there and they sing together. And you just feel like those are two sisters who know about some shit. Yeah. If they're like and, backstage at the Opry and it's like, girl, my feet hurt. Hurt. Lord, yes. Are you aware also that Reba McIntyre is the mother-in-law of Kelly Clarkson? I did know that. And there is a fucking perfect performance where Reba, Kelly, and Trisha Yearwood sing an acapella trio of Silent Night, and each one of them is holding a microphone that is bejeweled in the same color as her dress. I and mean, if you want, like, fuck everybody. I feel like basically. Kelly also has this sense, though. That yes. It's like, there is something that people want from me, and I am happy to give it to them because it's sparkly. And yes. I don't feel like they're, and especially Kelly has like buku reasons to be cynical about the show, right? And about who controls whom in that equation. But 
I still think she's like mostly just happy that she gets to sing and talk to people. And right now she's rich enough that, you know, (laughs) if people are talking about her weight, she can tell them in so many words to fuck off. And it's high time for that. And I, and there is so much, um, joy and deep emotional resonance to be had from artists who are trying to be as raw and as naked as possible in their work. But there is also so much joy to be had from the, in some ways, authenticity of artifice. And I just think that Reba McIntyre is the queen of that. And, you know, it, I actually will say this too. Um, one of her songs has a music video that actually was adapted into a television movie that she starred in. <laughs> And she was also on a sitcom for like, I mean, is that shit still on? I feel like it's still on. (laughs) Reba, the sitcom with Allison Janney, I believe, or was that Malibu Country? Anyway, she's had more than one sitcom and they've all, Reba is not here to fuck around. Reba um, can print you some money is what, and that's fine. Like, I have no kick with that either. I'm sure she's in... 78 of the 125,000 Christmas movies that are about to hit on various outlets. (laughs) And that's totally fine. Like, I think that one of the things that the country music docuseries was really good at underlining without making value judgments in any direction is that different country music does different things. Like there are yes. subgenres and like what you get out of junior Brown and Jason Isbell is not what you get out of Conway Twitty is not what right. you get out of Reba. And this was like, <laughs> I mean the experience of like listening to this song and sort of preparing an exegetical response <laughs> To this song was like, what a time to be alive. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, this is, this is, you know, Iris Apple is. Oh yeah. With the big black glasses. Yeah. And the gazillion accessories at once. This is the Iris Apple of songs. Sarah. Yes. And I say this with utter love and respect for both the song and Iris Apple. You know, it's fascinating, too. Like, to, you take one thing off, take a hundred things off, it's still going to be way too much, and it's absolutely perfect, just like that. This is also making me realize, obviously Dolly Parton is like this, but she is the rare artist who can seem to be both this and the raw, authentic Chris Christopherson artist at the same yeah. time. She is, like, able to to traverse the boundaries of... of uh, performativity in a way that is uh, incredibly unique i think and uh reba only lives over here yeah even her even her acoustic more acoustic sounding beautiful ballads which there are many there's a song that she sings called and still in which she plays a woman who sees an old flame and and still her heart lights up for him it's heartbreakingly beautiful so well performed but it is still the show. Mm-hmm. And when when Dolly Parton sings Love is Like a Butterfly, you feel like all the makeup has come off and she's singing it in your ear. Yeah. Reba McIntyre only sings at you through a megaphone while riding a steamroller, and I love it. But, and the steamroller has glitter on it. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, but you, you also get the feeling Dolly Parton could change a tire. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she'll although, again, and she'd wait for somebody to drive her, uh, you know, <laughs> bedazzled Jack out from Pigeon Forge. Yes. But she could do it. And then she'd write a song about it and it would be a fun song. Um, but I do think that Reba McIntyre could probably bring a steer down with one shot. Mm, yeah. But she would be wearing her Annie Oakley costume from when she did Annie Get Your Gun. And then when that steer fell down, she would say something along the lines of, How's that for Yosemite Sam or some weird crazy shit like that? And you'd be like, okay, girl. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, were you part of the, do, did we know each other back when I was heroically um, trying to start the rumor that Dolly and Fran Lebowitz were a couple? <laughs> no, but I like it. Occasionally and I'm, I'm like, I really need to revive that rumor. Because, oh my God. I mean, that is not a rumor. Reba would be like, blank, I don't make any money from that, do I? Like, no. <laughs> no, ma'am. <laughs> Dolly would be like, oh, is that, is that what we're doing today? Tell, like, she'd be like, okay, I could sell it. I can go on a letter <laughs> and I sell it. And she would, she would find a way. She would go I have it. eight songs ready. Yeah. Um, also, we haven't even talked about the headpiece that Reba's wearing on the album cover of the album that features this song fancy did you did you get a look at that yeah i was more i couldn't take my eyes off her fingernails oh yes were that too fearsome she's a little scary like, a little scary. like reba mcintyre like her ability to rock a a turban style head covering a cowl a jeweled clasp like yes yeah it was just and a I, very strange i was like are we going shopping for rugs in the bazaar after this like yeah, exactly and then there if is, anyone tries to um tries to quote you too high a price you'll slash their throats with your fingernails that's exactly right yes you fucking will <laughs> there is another reba mcintyre video called um does he love you in which she and another woman, Linda Davis, uh, mother of the woman in lady antebellum are singing a song in which they're both in love with the same man. Reba's is married to him. Linda is seeing him on the side. And in the music video, Reba McIntyre, while wearing a white turban with white headscarf <laughs> blows up a boat that Linda Davis and her cheating husband are on. The whole video is premised around Reba McIntyre blows them the fuck up and more like mcintyreist am i right that's right and here's the thing reba mcintyre here's the here's the thing that i think i'm trying to get to at the very bottom of it all reba mcintyre will always win she might be sad today she might reba mcintyre will cry about what you did she will sing a sad song and make me cry about it too but at the end of the day she's the bitch on top and that's what i love yeah and I think uh, <laughs> as you contemplate the next year of your life at the, at this uh, natal turning point, I think that's an yes. excellent lesson, which is how to be a top bitch, love, Reba McIntyre. <laughs> well, you're you're my top bitch, always. Oh, thank you, girl. I'd strive to be. Let me just go put these fingernails on and I'll be right over. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Whatever I did, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, you will be.
Y'all, Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship, a.k.a. me, and Sarah D. Bunting. And it's edited by Sarah D. Bunting as well. Do you want to talk to Mark and Sarah about song requests, ads, or birthday readings? Email us at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com, tweet us at TalkSongs, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mastus.podcast. To become a supporter and producer of this podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash mastus, where you can get access to all kinds of cool bonus content and vote in our ranking episodes. Thanks for listening. I'm slipping out of your fingers Keep cooling down like November I'm used to feeling that fever I want to dive in you deeper I put that work in Day in, day out Baby, I deserve it Don't let me down, no Talk about songs Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.